You're listening to the Awaken Podcast, brought to you by Father's House. Here's your host, Doyle Bradford. Welcome to today's Awaken Podcast. I'm glad you're joining me today. I look forward to speaking to you each week. And I believe today we have some very important revelation for you on your journey to destiny. Last week, we began to talk about the journey to destiny begins with a dream. And I want to share some very important things with you today because I mentioned last week that Joseph was a perfect example of how a dream unfolds. And one thing that I have learned is many people become very frustrated after receiving a dream because the exact opposite begins to happen in their life. And I believe when you look at Joseph, for example, it's a prophetic picture of what all people go through on their journey to destiny and their journey to their dream being fulfilled. And I've noticed that there are three steps or three periods, uh, or these can actually occur multiple times, But there are three aspects of walking in the dream the Lord has given you that absolutely cannot be avoided. I don't care if you look at someone in the secular arena, you look at athletes, you look at uh, strong business leaders, you look at successful businesses, you look at successful ministers and people in the ministry, there are some specific things that everyone goes through. And certainly the Bible shows this with many of what we call the heroes of the faith or the hall of fame of faith found in Hebrews. But there are some things that you go through once you receive a dream from God. And unfortunately, many people, they do not know that destiny or your dream is a process. And so what happens is we receive a dream we become very, very excited. We're, we're, real, we're thrilled to begin to move into that because when you actually receive revelation in that moment, it's like it's already there. It's already happening. But once that takes place, then we have to walk through a process of fulfilling that dream. And some people get very frustrated. Some people give up. Some people quit without seeing the fulfillment of that dream. And one of the reasons I believe is they've never been taught what I want to teach you over the next couple podcasts. So one thing I have noticed, I believe there are three things, three seasons that you go through when you're birthing your dream. That's wilderness, transition, and test. You are going to face seasons of wilderness, You're going to face seasons of transition, and you will face seasons of testing. But if you know that before you begin, it gives you great courage when these things begin to happen. You don't lose sight of your dream. You have to understand that destiny or the dream the Lord has given you is a process. Um, So these are three challenges that everyone that accomplishes a great dream goes through the wilderness, the transition, 
and the test. I don't believe there's any escaping that. And let's look at Joseph for a moment. The Bible says, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him yet the more. He said unto them, and he showed them the dream. I won't go into all the dream, but you know that he showed them and told them the dream, and they hated him. I mentioned this last week. Some people are not going to celebrate your dream. They are not going to uh, celebrate with you. They're intimidated by your dream. But it says, Joseph dreamed a dream. So God's plan for your life always starts with revelation. He speaks to you about where you're going. He gives a glimpse or a dream of the future. So once the dream begins, we begin to get excited. But it was 15 years before Joseph actually walked in that dream because he had to go through a process. One of the things that happened is you you go through a place where the dream seems to die. See, Joseph found himself in a pit not long after his dream. He found himself in prison. He was falsely accused. He could not have been farther away from what he dreamed. But I want you to understand when the Lord gives you a dream or when you have a dream, the opposite most likely begins to happen. And this comes to test the dream, to test the word of the Lord, the Bible says, that that the word of the Lord will test you. Another example, God, God told Abraham he would make him the father of many nations. After a long season, approximately 25 years, that that promise was fulfilled. And of course, you can imagine the excitement that he had. But once the dream manifested, God said, Now, take Isaac, which was the manifestation of the dream, take your only son and sacrifice him. So Isaac was the source of the dream coming to pass. And so requiring him to give that up represented the death of that dream. Uh, The children of Israel were in Egypt over 400 years. Imagine their excitement when they left that place and moved into God, toward God's promise. Instead, they spent 40 years in a wilderness, and most of them died having not seen the promise. I don't want that to happen to you. I want to, to, I want to give you understanding of these three seasons, wilderness, transition, and test, so that you're able to understand when you're in those seasons, and you understand that it's just part of the process of moving from your dream to destiny. Now, why does this have to happen? Well, I believe it's because there's a difference between our calling and our commissioning. Many people never move from calling to commissioning because they're not willing to endure this process. Many people quit when the opposite of what was revealed in their life begins to happen. But this process is designed to cause our character to equal our gifting. It's a big difference between having a gift and flowing in that gift and having the character to actually walk that gift out. And I believe we're in constantly in a process where the Lord is, is causing our uh, character to match our gift. So we have to develop the character necessary to operate in the gift or to walk in the dream. 
So one of the seasons that we go through, and you may go through this more than once, let me say that, but is a wilderness season. If we look in Deuteronomy 8, verse 2, it says this, You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness. Now it tells us why they went through the wilderness. To humble you, to prove you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. That was what he, the reason that he took the children of Israel through the wilderness. And so I believe when we face the wilderness in our life, it's designed for the same reason. First of all, it said to humble you. A wilderness season humbles us. If we continue with the story of Joseph, we find out that he's completely different in the beginning of the story from the end of the story. He was very prideful. He was very arrogant. He was very cocky, if I can say it that way. You know, if you can imagine him telling his brothers to dream, he was like, you're going to bow down to me. But when we see him after going through this process of false accusation and the prison and the pit, we see a man of humility. By the time his brothers come on the scene, he's no longer arrogant. He's not uh, rubbing it in their noses, so to speak. He's not saying, I told you so. As a matter of fact, we see that he, that he goes away and he weeps and he cries. See, that is the process of, of going through the wilderness. That's, that's what it produces. It helps produce humility. So this wilderness time is designed to help us go from pride to humility. And we need to understand the Bible says before honor is humility. Many want honor without humility. Humility is produced in these seasons that I'm, I'm telling you about now, specifically the wilderness. And we also know that pride goes before a fall. Uh, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. So the Lord will take us and allow us to go through seasons of wilderness where the opposite is happening in our life to begin to develop a, a new level of humility within us. Because if we actually walked in the things that he show, showed us beforehand without developing humility, it would be detrimental to our, our, our dream. Many, many dreams have crashed on the shores of pride and arrogance. So, so, so that wilderness season is designed to bring us to another level of humility. Another thing that he, he said, he led them through the wilderness to reveal their heart, to know what was in their heart. It's during the wilderness season that the Lord reveals our heart to us. Jeremiah 17, 9 says this, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? See, here's the issue. There are things in our own heart that would keep us from fulfilling our purpose. We can't see those things. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal those things. Who can know the things that are in their own heart? It's The heart is deceitful above all things. So, so when we go through these times of wilderness, we begin to see who we are. The, the pressure, the, the entire 
time of wilderness causes us to deal with what's on the inside of us that would ultimately be detrimental to us walking in the dream that we have been given. So it's designated to prove us and reveal things in our heart that would cause us to fail. The wilderness is a necessary part of destiny so that we can have our own heart revealed to us. But sometimes some people make it through the wilderness and make it through the season. But after staying in the wilderness for a season, many cannot escape it and transition to walking in their promise. They become accustomed to living outside the promised land, outside the fulfillment of their dream. And here's what happens. They get out of the wilderness, but the wilderness does not get out of them. When you're going through this time of wilderness, there's there are many emotions. There are many setbacks. There are many frustrations. And so even when it's time for you to step into the dream, you can still be allowing the wilderness to be inside of you. So even you may have left the wilderness, but you still have the wilderness inside of you. But in order for you to walk into the fullness of this dream that you have been given, you will have to embrace and forget the wilderness. Now, I believe a key to embracing and forgetting that wilderness, well, you were, actually, let me say this, you won't ever forget it, but I believe you'll appreciate it. See, that's the thing. When you realize what the wilderness time produced in you, you actually can become thankful for that wilderness season because you see what it produced in you. So some people are not able to do that. They're not able to shift from the wilderness, become thankful for it, and they walk in maybe the bitterness that comes from that season. And so they have a will, what I'll call a wilderness mentality. So you can't hang on to what you went through in the wilderness season and walk in the promise also. You have to understand that the wilderness was just a period of time where you were growing in your gifting and you were growing in your character and learn to appreciate that. But some develop a wilderness mentality while they're in the wilderness. In other words, they left the wilderness, but the wilderness never left their mentality. I want to talk to you about that for a minute. Number one, I want you to know, you will face seasons of wilderness. One way I'm going to define that for you, a wilderness season, in my experience, it's been where God gives us what we need, but he does not give us what we want. In other words, if we look at the Lord feeding the children of Israel with manna. Uh, he gave them manna and he made sure they were fed, but it was not necessarily what they would have chosen to eat. So during this wilderness time, one of the one of the uh, realities of that season, I believe, is you you have what you need, but not necessarily what you want. You're being sustained, but you're not thriving. And so it's when you develop a wilderness, what I call a wilderness mentality, number one, a wilderness mentality always looks back. Now, remember, when the wilderness got into them, their statement multiple times was, oh, how good it was back there in Egypt. Uh, 
They said things like, we would have been better off to stay. They said, at least there we had fill in the blank. So when a wilderness mentality gets into you, you you constantly become focused on the past. You're so stuck in the past that you cannot move forward into the into the dream, even though it's now starting to manifest in your life. I just encourage you. I want you to know you will go through wilderness, but don't allow that wilderness to get on the inside of you. Wilderness mentality loses sight of the fact that God is in control. It gets cynical. When you have a wilderness mentality, you get cynical, you get bitter because it took so long. See, it's a process. Uh, the, the greater the amount of influence or the larger your dream, the longer it's probably going to take for your level of character to mate up to that, for you to grow in, in all the aspects of what you need to walk in purpose. So sometimes when a person's going through that, they get cynical and bitter because of the process. And, you know, they were already at the point of giving up and they lost hope. And now the dream starts to manifest, but they've become so cynical and so bitter that they cannot now step into the dream that they had from the beginning. Another thing, a wilderness mentality causes you to focus on the size of the giant instead of the size of God. It causes you to be more focused on the resistance or more focused on the obstacles than you are the dream. And I believe that, you know, you either have a grasshopper mentality or you have a giant killer's mentality. And so you have to shake off the the emotions of the wilderness in order to step into your destiny. You have to not focus on the challenges. You have to focus on greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You have to focus on what you learned in the wilderness and how you grew into the character necessary for the wilderness. A wilderness mentality focuses on self. You become very selfish. Poor, pitiful me. Self-pity. It's been so hard. If you only knew what I've been through, nobody understands. The harder I try, the worse it gets. This is wilderness mentality. I know that I am speaking to some people right now that you've gone through wilderness times, but the wilderness has got into you, and now your attitude is the harder I try, the worse it gets. Well, I've been sent today to tell you, get up, get back in the fight, walk into the dream he has given you. Don't let the wilderness mindset Keep you from walking in the dream. Get out of gloom, despair, and agony on me. Poor, pitiful me. If you only knew what I've gone through. I break that mindset from you today of being in the wilderness, the wilderness mentality. A wilderness mentality settles for mediocrity. Now, we mentioned this last week. One of the things that I said about dreams is some people settle for something far less than what they were created for. And this wilderness mentality causes you to settle for mediocrity. It stops fighting just before the breakthrough. 
You need to hear this today. You're too close to stop now. As I said last week, your dream is usually just on the other side of great disappointment. Your dream is just on the other side of great disappointment. Don't settle. Wilderness mentality is controlled by fear, not faith. See, the key to moving out of the wilderness is understanding its purpose and what it did for you and how it developed you so that you can have an appreciation for it when you reflect on what it has actually done for you, brought you to the place of character that's necessary to live in the dream. And so a lot of people become fearful. I don't have what it takes. I'm not good enough. What if I fail? All of those things begin to happen. And fear is a dominator in a wilderness mentality. But the Lord has not given you the spirit of fear. You're not to operate in fear. You're to shake off fear. You're to move in faith, not fear. Your destiny comes because you move in faith, not fear. So I say, let the spirit of faith rise in you today. Uh, So... In this wilderness time, I believe that there are people that are absolutely listening and you're either in the wilderness now, you're going to go into the wilderness season, or you have gone through it, but but it's still affecting you on the inside. Well, today I just want to help you understand that it has a purpose God did not allow you to go through this season of of wilderness because he uh, did not like you or was trying to punish you. He was trying to develop you. You need to hear that. It wasn't because he was punishing you. It was because he was developing you. So I want you to come out right now of a wilderness mindset. I want you to understand today the purpose that the wilderness had in your life. It was designed to humble you. I believe that if you are growing, you will be becoming more humble. You will walk in greater levels of humility the more spiritually mature you are. The more you grow in the Lord, the more humility you will display. And he allowed you to go through the wilderness to reveal what was in your heart. Going through the wilderness, I discovered some terrible, terrible things on the inside of me. Sometimes the Lord will show you, one of the main things He shows you is pride, selfish ambition, ego. All these things are revealed. So you need to understand, it was not punishment for you. It was to develop you. So I encourage you today, break out of the wilderness mindset, if you have it, the wilderness mentality, But I also want you right now, I believe there are people, their lives would begin to take a shift immediately if you will begin to praise God for that wilderness season because you have a right perspective. Now you know that it was His grace that allowed you to be in this wilderness season. It was not His punishment, it was His grace so that you could have the the character to walk in the fullness of what He's called you to. So Lord, I just thank You for people right now that are listening. I thank You for revelation that's coming. I thank You, Lord, that there are those that have been in a hard, difficult season and not understood it, but they're going to understand it now. They're going to understand it and they're going to thank you for it and praise you for it and embrace it 
in their lives. Lord, I thank you for dreams being fulfilled. I thank you that he who began a good work in you, he's going to see it through to completion. Don't become frustrated on your dream. Don't give up on your dream. Understand, now here's a phrase I want you to understand. You have to grow into your dream. I believe we grow into destiny. We grow into our calling. And one of the ways we do that is what we go through during that season. I want to say to you today, you are a world changer. Before you were born, you were created to do great and awesome things. You are not called to be ordinary. You are called to be extraordinary. And the Lord has just been developing you so you can do that. So be encouraged today. Be encouraged. You're not behind. You're on track. You're on time. The Lord is just perfecting you so that he can use you at a greater level. Amen. Thank you for joining me again today for the podcast. I really love coming to you each week. I pray that you would share this with others. I believe it is uh, something that the Lord has placed upon my heart to speak to people that may not have the opportunity to hear this revelation anywhere else. So I thank you for being a faithful listener, and I ask that you would tell other people about it, and I just pray for you today that you would be strengthened in the inner man, that you would be strengthened on your journey to destiny. Join me next week. Thank you for listening to the Awaken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe. To stay up to date, like our Father's House Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at Father's House IC.